These are the readings appointed for the fifth Sunday of Easter, May 7th, 2023. Let us pray. Almighty God, whom truly to know is everlasting life. Grant us so perfectly to know your Son, Jesus Christ, to be the way, the truth, and the life, that we may steadfastly follow his steps in the way that leads to eternal glory. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Dear people of God, our readings this week remind us that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, the only way to the Father, and that through him we have access to eternal life. It can be tempting to think when we hear this that we must earn God's favor by following his commands. But the gospel is not about what we do for God, but what God has done for us. Jesus died on the cross to reconcile us to himself. By his resurrection, he has opened the way to eternal life. As we follow in his footsteps, we experience an ineffable peace and joy that come from knowing him. We are not alone in this journey. For the Holy Spirit guides us and gathers us and enables us to walk in the way of Christ together. Therefore, let us fix our eyes on Jesus the author and perfecter of our faith. Let our lives gently reflect his love and grace. Through him we have access to our Heavenly Father and the hope of eternal glory. Our first reading is from the book of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy is a second telling of the law. It is an interpretation of the way that God has given to the children of Israel, emphasizing the need for their obedience, the blessings that will come from following in his way, and the peril that will befall them if they do not. This particular passage is a set of instructions to the children of Israel to teach their children about God's commands and to remember all that he has done for them. This is Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 20 to 25. When your son asks you in time to come, what is the meaning of the testimonies and the statutes and the rules that the Lord our God has commanded you? Then you shall say to your son, We were Pharaoh's slaves in Egypt. And the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand. The Lord showed signs and wonders great and grievous against Egypt and against Pharaoh and all his household before our eyes. And he brought us out of there that he might bring us in and gave us the land that he swore to give our fathers. And the Lord commanded us to do all these statutes 
to fear the Lord our God for our good always, that he might preserve us alive as we are this day. There will be righteousness for us. We are careful to do all this that the Lord has commanded before the Lord our God, just as he commanded us. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We read also from the Acts of the Apostles. We hear how the Apostles continue on their way and how the way that they practice, the way that they preach, is a deep subversion, a turning upside down of the whole world. That very same principle that is the foundation and the hope of the people of God becomes for the world, a threat, a problem, to be ostracized and eliminated. Acts chapter 17, verses 1 through 15. Now when they had passed through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where there was a synagogue of the Jews. And Paul went in, as was his custom, and on the Sabbath days he reasoned with them from the Scriptures, explaining and proving that it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead, and saying, This Jesus whom I proclaim to you is the Christ. And some of them were persuaded, and joined Paul and Silas, as did a great many of the devout Greeks, and not a few among the leading women. But the Jews were jealous, Taking some wicked men of the rabble, they formed a mob, set the city in uproar, and attacked the house of Jason, seeking to bring them out to the crowd. When they could not find them, they dragged Jason and some of the brothers before the city authorities, shouting, These men who have turned the world upside down have come here also, and Jason has received them, and they are acting against the decrees of Caesar, saying that there is another king, Jesus. The people in the city authorities were disturbed when they heard these things. When they had taken money as security from Jason and the rest, they let them go. The brothers immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to Berea, and when they arrived they went into the Jewish synagogue. Now these Jews were more noble than those in Thessalonica. They received the word with all eagerness, examining the scriptures daily to see if these things were so. Many of them therefore believed, with not a few Greek women of high standing as well as men. But when the Jews from Thessalonica learned that the word of God was proclaimed by Paul at Berea also, they came there too, agitating and stirring up the crowds. Then the brothers immediately sent Paul off on his way to the sea. But Silas and Timothy remained there. Those who conducted Paul brought him as far as Athens, and after receiving a command for Silas and Timothy to come to him as soon as possible, they departed. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our psalm this week is a portion of Psalm 66. It is a call to remembrance and to thanksgiving, much like Deuteronomy. We recall God's marvelous deeds. And in wonder, we are drawn into his ways. Psalm 66, 
Psalm 66, verses 1 through 11. Be joyful in God, all you lands. Sing praises to the honor of his name. Make his praise to be glorious. Say to God, how wonderful are your works. Through the greatness of your power shall your enemies cower before you. For all the world shall worship you. Sing to you and praise your name. Oh, come and see the works of God. How wonderful he is in his doing toward all people. He turned the sea into dry land, so that they went through the water on foot. Therefore in him let us rejoice. He rules with his power forever. His eyes keep watch over the nations. Let not the rebellious exalt themselves. Bless our God, you peoples, and make the voice of his praise to be heard. Who holds our soul in line and does not allow our feet to slip. For you, O God, have proved us. You have tried us as silver is tried. You brought us into the snare and laid trouble upon our backs. You allowed men to ride over our heads. We went through fire and water. But you brought us out into a place of plenty. Continuing our Easter sequence through First Peter, this week we read of how the people of God whom Peter addresses are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, built together as living stones invited to crave pure spiritual milk to enable them to grow in their salvation. This is like the instruction given to the children of Israel. We are to crave the good things of God, the remembrance of his saving deeds, to focus our hearts and our minds on these things and not on the trials and tribulations that befall us. 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 1-12 through So put away all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander. Like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow up into salvation, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. As you come to him, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God chosen and precious, you yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house, to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. 
where it stands in Scripture, Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. So the honor is for you who believe, but for those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone, and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble because they disobey the word, as they were destined to do. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh which wage war against your soul. Keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable, so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our Gospel lesson this week comes from Jesus' intimate discourse with his disciples in the upper room as he prepares to meet his end. He comforts his disciples, assuring them that even though he is leaving them, they should not be troubled, because his going is for their good to prepare a place for them in his Father's house. He tells them he is the way, the truth, and the life, that no one can come to the Father except through him. He promises that his followers will do even greater works than he did because he is going to the Father. He encourages them to ask for whatever they need in his name, so the Father may be glorified in the Son. Revealing himself as the way to the Father, Jesus provides his disciples with hope and assurance that they will one day be united with him in eternal life. John chapter 14, verses 1 through 14. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am you may be also. And you know the way to where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is enough for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long, and you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, Show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me, or else believe on account of the works themselves. Truly, Truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me 
will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do, because I am going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As we let the Spirit lead us into deeper consideration of these texts, as they resonate in our hearts, let us attend to the poem of John Henry Newman, Lead Kindly Light. It was originally titled The Pillar of Cloud. It evokes the image of that pillar of cloud by day, pillar of fire by night, wherein the Lord was present to his people in the wilderness, leading them on through that difficult time. Newman reflects on the difficulties of his own journey. He remembers being deathly ill in Italy, his journeys interrupted, and yet also there is a deeper significance as his pilgrimage of faith took many interesting twists and turns over the course of his life. The poem took on much significance for him and for others who followed a similar path. This poem is well-beloved and has enjoyed many adaptations for chorus and for hymn singing. This is Lead, Kindly Light. Lead, kindly light, amidst the encircling gloom, lead thou me on. The night is dark and I am far from home, lead thou me on. Keep thou my feet, I do not ask to see the distant scene, one step is enough for me. I was not ever thus, nor prayed that thou shouldst lead me on. I love to choose and see my path, but now lead thou me on. I loved the garish day, and spite of fears, pride ruled my will. Remember not past years. So long thy power hast blessed me, sure it still will lead me on. Or moor and fen, or crag and torrent, till the night is gone. And with the morn those angel faces smile, Which I have loved long since, and lost a while. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, you have given us your Son As the way, the truth, and the life. Grant us grace, we pray, to follow in his steps, And trust him alone as the one who reconciles us to yourself. Enable us by your Holy Spirit to live as living stones in your spiritual house, a holy priesthood offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to you through Jesus Christ. As we journey through this life, guide us by your word and spirit. We may bear witness to your love and truth in all that we do. 
This we ask through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.